Let's go, Q. Welcome back, everybody, to the Three-Legged Monkey and another edition of the Don Haskins Show. For the next two hours, we've got plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about with you here live from the Three-Legged Monkey at 880-5763, 880-KROD. That is our telephone number. We've got some great prizes we're going to be giving away. want to thank all our friends that uh, helped bring us the uh, signed basketballs from uh, Don Haskins. We've got autographed pictures. I've got tickets also for the El Paso Rhinos Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Not to mention an official fight T-shirt for Mayweather Ricky Hatton. That's coming up Saturday night as well. Pater Pete is here. We've got Michelob Ultras on special for $1.50. $3 Long Island iced teas. And, of course, the best damn bar food in El Paso. And with us right now, as always, the Bear, uh, Don Haskins. And uh, another great crowd tonight. And uh, hard to believe that uh, the holidays are, are right around the corner. Uh, tonight's the first night of Hanukkah. I'm sure you probably already know that. And, I knew uh, that, see? And, and uh, Christmas also uh, just a couple of weeks away. Not, not long. But I tell you what I'm looking forward to is, is the Sun Bowl football game. Uh, you know, John's with us here tonight, John Fulmer. Yep. What a job they have done over the years. We've had some fantastic teams here. We really have. And, uh, you know, the teams we got this year, at one time, both of them were ranked second That's in the nation. exactly right. So with that, let's welcome right now the chairman of the uh, Sun Bowl uh, Football Committee and a uh, longtime chairman for that uh, matter, uh, John Fulmer. And, John, always great to, to see you. And uh, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on the Don Haskins Show. Steve, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, Anytime you ask me to be on anything that has to do with Coach Haskins, I'm going to step up and be the first guy in line. Uh, I appreciate you all doing that. Nice, nice words Coach Cook Haskins uh, laid out, and I, I appreciate that. Now, you guys have heard from Bernie earlier, and uh, hopefully I can follow up on some of the things. But you're right. We do have a great matchup this year. Uh, I think it's going to be good for El Paso. Uh, I think it's going to be good for national TV, and we're excited about it. And I'll tell you one thing, the Florida people are really excited about it, and they have, they have bought a lot of tickets. They're doing a lot of things in this community. They're going to show that they're willing to put the money where the mouth is, and they're a good football team. I was going to ask you about South Florida because the response, not only in Florida, but the response in El Paso, it seems like there's a buzz everywhere once the Bulls were selected as the Big East representative to play in this game. You know, Florida's like the state of Texas and the state of California is full of athletes. And Coach Haskins can tell you that from recruiting and knowing the great athletes. And It's not the old days of just Florida State and Florida and Miami. You know, look at Miami's record this year. I think the parity in college football is, is bringing all this to pass. Uh, you know, Florida is still good. Uh, Florida State has is, is dropped off a great deal. I, th I think that these, these football players are realizing in Florida there's other places to play. Yeah. And I think they've, uh, they've indicated that by, by USF and by UCF. And there's a lot of different uh, great football teams in Florida. Was it a tough decision knowing that you had Connecticut, you had Cincinnati, and you had South Florida? All three teams had great seasons this year. I know Cincinnati was also a, a team that some people liked a lot because they played some great uh, games earlier this season. They also beat Oregon State to really put them on the map at the start of the year. How tough was that decision to choose the Bulls? You know, I don't think it was very tough from my standpoint. I saw uh, USF uh, play West Virginia and West Virginia until Saturday was going to be playing for the national championship and they gave West Virginia all they wanted and they're a good football team and played hard uh, they beat a great Auburn football team uh, people forget about that also I've watched uh, yeah and I'm, John I must watch them uh, six seven times this yeah, year yeah and I know when I first I thought South Florida who are they and then after three or four games I found out yeah you know, a, and a great team. Yeah, they are a great team. And, and uh, Coach Price is the one that told me, he said, you need to look at those guys. He said, of course, he knows uh, Coach Levitt and uh, Doug Willard, the athletic director there, was from Washington State when he was there. And he had told me early on, he said, you're going to be real surprised at the number of athletes and how good they are. Now, this is before football season started. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden they beat Auburn. All of a sudden they're undefeated and they're ranked number two. Uh, not a very good position to be in as, as the year went along to be number two. 
Uh, Steve, I don't. <laughs> I want to talk to John a little bit. You know, I came here in 1961. What year did you get out of high school? 62. And instead of staying with us, you went over to Arizona State yeah. and yeah. played for one of the toughest coaches in the world, Frank Cush. Now, the coach that you played for here, Red Coats, is that right? Yes, it's Red Coats and Howard Red. And where did he – now, he left the year you left, right? Yeah, he left the year I left. He went to, to Wheat, Colorado? Ridge, Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Right. And they won the and state he, championship. And he was a legend around yeah. here. You know, it was ironic, Coach, that you'd say that. We, we had uh, – when people – most people don't realize this, remember this, but Bum Phillips was at UTEP for a short period of time, and he uh, – yeah, one, one year. year, and that was <laughs> he was there. He's everywhere for yeah. one year, and that was my senior year. And he he uh, tried to recruit me, and he had this guy named Howland Rich, who was our high school football coach from from Needleland. And uh, he 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 was funny. We went up there and talked, and Bum Phillips is very intimidating, as you well know. And he called me in. He says, "Now, why in the world are you going to go out there and go to Arizona State? Why would you even consider that?" I told him, "I said, you know." Coach Phillips, I have never seen a bikini until I went to visit there. <laughs> and I'm from Esoleta, Texas, and I'd never seen a bikini until I went to Arizona State to visit. And that was the first time that I saw, seen two pieces, but not bikinis. And he laughed after it was over. He said, you know what? If I had to make that decision, I think you're making the right decision, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what was it like playing uh, at Arizona State for Frank Cush? I think it's a whole lot like playing for Coach Haskins at UTEP, to be honest with you. Uh, he, you know, uh, one I've asked, been asked that question many, many times, especially in the business I'm in now and being in the Pac-10 like we are. Um, it's quite an experience. He, he treated us all the same, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> and But you never realized how important it was and important it, the things that, that good coaches instill in, 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 in players like Coach Haskins has done all of his time and all of his career. And, and Coach Cush did. You know, I, I'll never forget my senior year. He took us all to town the last week. And he told me, he says, it's something that I've never forgot. He says, you boys, there was eight of us. He says, you know, you think I've been tough on you? You think life has been tough on you playing this football? This is a game. He says, wait till one of your kids gets sick. Wait till you can't make a mortgage payment you got to make. Wait till other things happen to you. He says, that's tough. And that's a hard part of life. And you know what? He was exactly right. And uh, I, I still respect the guy, and I'm still scared to death of him. And he calls me, and my I, I start my armpits start sweating. And <laughs> he's still uh, he's still very very important to me. Hey, uh, John, what was that mountain, y'all? Mount Cush, yeah. Mount, up, oh, they called it Mount, Mount Cush. Cush. It was in Camp Tonozona. We went to the mountains because it was too hot to practice, boy. We had to run up this mountain, and uh, there's a few players dropped out. Yes, there was. I've heard. There's a lot of players that dropped out, and there's a lot of players in the middle of the night that would go down this long road to catch a bus yeah. back to Tempe and go home. It sounds to me like we need to get Frank Cush on the phones and join us on the Don Haskins Show, because I bet you these two have a lot in common with each other, don't uh, you think? You know, guess what? Both of them, we have a big bear and a little bear. Coach Cush is a small man in stature. He had 13 brothers and sisters, worked uh, when he played football. He had, after that, he went to work in the coal mines in Pennsylvania, and he's the same kind of character, the same kind of person that coach haskins is and i always respect that in both of them yeah well one thing's for certain um discipline is what it's all about but you mentioned something interesting you probably didn't like uh, coach kush much when you were playing uh, because of what he put you through but you grow to respect him and realize what it's all about as you get older have a family a career a life of your own and realize there was so much more to it than just playing college football at the time you know what steve that's a very good point and i and I like to bring that up especially being Monica, there's, there's something I do remember, and I want to tell you, I, I remember being on your dad's show, and I remember where his birthday is, because I'm very close. I was a year older than your dad. I would be six, I'm 63, be 64. And I, I want to say the same thing that, that uh, is attributable to Coach Cush and the same things that Coach Haskins did, your dad did, and I pick it up in you, and I respect him for that, and he's still a great deal, and I miss your dad a great deal, and uh, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And, He's a good man, and uh, I miss him, and I think about him a lot. Thank you very much. It means yeah. a lot to me. And, uh, again, uh, you know, so much to talk about today. It's going to be a great show. We've got another 45 minutes to go. I want to take your phone calls as well, 880-5763-880-KRD. It's the Don Haskins Show live from the Three-Legged Monkey. More with John Fulmer as we continue on News Radio KROD.
When news breaks, you hear it Thanks, first John. on AM 600 News Radio KROD. Crawford Auto Team Suzuki, the fastest growing Japanese brand in the country, brings you the hottest crossover SUV in El Paso. The 07 Suzuki XL7. This 252 horsepower V6 equipped beauty is larger, taller, and wider than a Toyota Highlander. And Suzuki's come with America's best warranty. 100,000 miles, 7 years, fully trans trans transferable. Drive it home for only $259 a month or 0% for 48 months. Exclusively at Crawford Auto Team Suzuki. Call 1-800-NEW-AUTO. Hi, this is Steve Kaplowitz, host of Sports Talk. We know that South Florida will be representing the Big East Conference at the Brute Sun Bowl on December 31st. And we know that the Oregon Ducks will be coming to El Paso from the Pac-10 Conference. Join me along with Sun Bowl Executive Director Bernie Olivas this Tuesday for the Brute Sun Bowl Watch. We'll talk about the selection process, take your phone calls, and give away a pair of tickets to the big game on New Year's Eve. It's the final Brute Sun Bowl Watch this Tuesday at 520 on News Radio KROD. Combinations by Mayweather. The wait is over. Big left by Hatton. For the biggest welterweight battle of the decade. Both going for the knockout in a classic pitch battle. The sensational Floyd Mayweather has stopped everyone. I think he's finished. With his explosive speed, power, and skill in his pursuit to be one of the greatest ever. This is why we use the word sensation. The relentless Ricky Hatton has overcome every obstacle. And overwhelmed every opponent with endless fury and unmatched ferocity. Big uppercut by Hatton. Now, these two unbeaten world champions face each other. And another big left hook. But only one will remain. What a fight. Undefeated. Mayweather versus Hatton. Saturday, December 8th from the MGM Grand. Live on pay-per-view. Order Mayweather versus Hatton. Undefeated for $54.95. Using your remote control. Digital channel 921 on time. Warner Cable. Don Haskins is a paid spokesman for Michael Goldman. If you have some bad luck, and you need someone to back you up, call Michael Goldman, and you'll be taken care of. The law offices of Michael Goldman handles personal injury claims, including auto accidents, medical negligence, and wrongful death. This is Don Haskins, Hall of Fame coach of the UTEP Miners. Call Michael Goldman. At 532-1111, you'll be taken care of. Public notice. The management of one of the largest landholders in New Mexico has ordered the immediate liquidation of all its holdings of top quality acreage in several sought-after locations. Stand by, Steve. The price, profit, or appraised value. This is a rare opportunity to own the land you've always dreamed of at a fraction of the cost. Abandoned ranches, country estates, repossessed tracks, quarter shares and small ranches near lakes, rivers and mountains, all in sought-after locations. It all must go now. Imagine, 20-acre ranches, great views, 19,900. 40 acres, surrounded by federal land, 49.9. 100 acres, beautiful setting with BLM land on two sides, 69.9. This is Standby. sale of all holdings throughout New Mexico. Buy this weekend and we'll pay your closing costs. Call 888-388-LAND, brokered by New Mexico Land and Ranches. That's 1-888-388-LAND. Enter the no-spin zone with the Bill O'Reilly Radio Factor. Weekdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. on the Borderlands AM 600. News Radio, KROD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, it's 6.20 right now. More of the Don Haskins Show. Steve Kaplowitz along with the Bear and our guest, uh, John Fulmer. Uh, again, as we talk uh, college football and we talk uh, Sun Bowl here, you want to get in, 880-5763-880-KROD, our telephone number. John, uh, we spent uh, time in the first part of the show talking about South Florida. Let's talk about Oregon for a moment because it all starts with Mike Bellotti, a coach that – um, you've developed a very uh, close relationship, I'm sure, with over the last 10 years as they've made uh, a couple of appearances to El Paso. And when you talk about uh, football coaches, I don't think it gets much classier than a man that uh, has been very well respected uh, around uh, Oregon and the rest of uh, college football for what he's done with the Ducks. You know, it's funny that you'd say that and, and, and talk about his character and who he is. Bilotti's one of those guys, you'll hear guys that have been in the business for a long time talk about good people. 
you know, and a good coach and uh, good for the game. Well, he's one of those. He's, he's really good for the game. He's an honest guy. He's a good guy. Uh, you know, he is, is, feels more about his players than I think a lot of coaches do. You know, in today's day and time, you get a lot of coaches that are just moving from one job to another job and getting a million here and a two million, and they're moving and moving on up. Bilotti is one of those people that believes in starting and finishing a program at the same place. He believes that when you make a commitment to a kid to come in, that you need to be around there and live up to that commitment because he's made a commitment to you for four years, yeah. and you need to be the same, do the same for him. And he, he's truly one of the good guys in business, and I, am, I really am honored to call him my friend, and he is my friend. How tough of a decision was it to uh, choose between Oregon and Oregon State for this game? Not good. Uh, this is the first time I've been doing this 38 years. This is the first time I've seen us separated like we were when Sunday afternoon and the committee met. And there was a lot of motion involved. There's a lot of reasons, you know, the reasons that they had finished outright third place. We had a contract with them in third place. But, you know, they had done their job, meaning Oregon State, the Beavers had done their job and, and, and fulfilled that need. But, you know, they had talked to a couple of our guys up there early, and their, their hopes were the Holiday Bowl, and they really didn't want to come to our place again. And that's expected, you know. And Coach Riley put it the best way. He said, you know, if we don't play for – in a BCS game and they're not the Rose Bowl, then it's best for the players to go to someplace different. You know, go to a different city, experience a different bowl, experience a different city. That's part of their education, you know. Enhance yourself in your life by going someplace else. And, and I think that that was overwhelming in our decision to do it and, and, and not have them back in – and obviously, you know, having Oregon is pretty good oh, an alternative. Absolutely. Now, Oregon State ends up going to, I think, the Vegas Bowl is where they're slotted to. No, they're, uh, they're, they're actually going to the Emerald Bowl. They're oh. going to San Francisco. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Cal, where are they heading to? Because I'm trying now. Now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out everything here. Let me, uh, let me pull up my bowl picture. And, 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 John, I'll be able to probably answer this a little bit easier and, and try to figure out ex exactly who's going where. But you know what? The way it played out, um, okay, Cal is actually uh, in the Armed Forces Bowl right. against, uh, against Air Force. So there you go. And, uh, you know, the matchups again, if you look at the game that kind of decided all this, and that was the Civil War on Saturday, this game was so close and so tight. It goes to double overtime. It could have been Oregon's game just as easily as it could have been Oregon State. No, absolutely. And you, a lot of consideration. Of course, it... It should have been there playing at home, but you know, I think heartbreaking. Uh, the word heartbreaking has been used too many times in explaining the Oregon team. Unfortunately, they've had some some tough luck losing their quarterback. You know what a fine young man, what a good football team. They had a chance to be playing for the national championship. He had a chance to win the Heisman Trophy, uh, be a high round pick in the NFL and you know he's sitting on the sideline right now and yeah it was it was absolutely devastating to watch me I mean to watch him cry the way he did and, and you know that just tells you a lot about a kid's guts and a kid's spirit you know it, it killed him to not play in that game it also tells you the value of of these starting quarterbacks and these top tier uh, division one teams and you look at USC booty gets hurt they lose to Stanford at home uh, West Virginia their quarterback gets hurt against Pittsburgh they lose a game that would have sent them to the national championship yeah. And, uh, Coach, you could probably attest to this. Sometimes the value of, uh, of a star quarterback, uh, especially one that takes so many snaps over a couple of years, that the backups don't really have as much a Division One experience, especially when thrust into the main stage like that. Well, <clears throat> I think John could answer that better myself since uh, the only experience I had with football was six-man football at Benue. And uh, I had a pretty good quarterback there, and we won we won the district and uh, it's you know it's kind of like losing uh, uh, in basketball losing a real key player like a guard and I think it hurts more to lose a guard than it does an inside player because uh, uh, a good guard is going to you know control the game sure and quarterbacks like uh, uh you know, watching Oregon play. Yeah, I watch the guy playing. He, it's too bad he will not get to play in this game. But I promise you, uh, we'll have a hell of a game. It's going to be good. Actually, uh, Oregon's backup quarterback is Ryan Leaf's younger brother, and I know he's been banged up the last couple of weeks. But John, I think he'll be healthy enough uh, to give it a go 
for the Ducks in the uh, Brute Sun Bowl. He will, and he's going to have a tough time beating this young other kid. This Roper kid is a tough football player. I mean, he's a competitor. He was a, a great high school football player. He's it, it's going to he's going to have a tough time getting back in the starting lineup. They're they're very impressed with this young kid. And I think you know, give him 30 days and 30 days working out with the first team instead of coming off the bench. When, you know, not having played in the game before is going to make a big difference because he's definitely a winner. And that's the kind of kids he recruits at Oregon. 880-5763, 880-KRD as we continue here right now with uh, John Fulmer from the Brute Sun Bowl and the Sun Bowl Association. Um, ticket sales, I've already been told, are up from last year. And I'm sure a lot of that is with the, the, the reaction in uh, Florida for uh, Jim Levitt and what he's been able to do. But it's good to see that this game will be right where it's been in the past. And that is a, a consistent uh, seller that will take us to between probably forty-five and 50000 as usual. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, – I talked to Ellen today. You know, she's usually my indicator. I you talk to people in the office. You talk to press guys. But the, the person that counts the most to me is Ellen. She's our ticket manager. And uh, she's always the one that says, this is how many calls we're getting. This is what's happening. Let me tell you a quick story about they have the, this guy, Tanucci. Now, Tanucci is a, is a football uh, coordinator and a football ops guy down at Florida. And uh, he was calling up, and he said, what they're going to do flying out here when they come out here is they're going to bring a big airplane to DC-10. They're going to show the uh, Glory Road film. He's seen it before, and he says, you know, we're going to a part of the country these kids haven't been before. We're going to show that, and we're going to show it on the way out there. And he says, we want to use at our expense, and we'll pay for it, we want to bring in two of those players and have them speak to our team the night after we get here. He says, have dinner with us and have the team. He says, you know, what a perfect way. He says, first of all, it's very motivational if you watch the film, and these kids are athletes. He says, well, what a way to go to El Paso and learn the history about it and, and for the kids. And I thought... And Coach Haskins doesn't know this, but I thought, what a great opportunity for these kids to be watching that film coming out here and then have Latin and Neville come out and talk to them before they go to practice. And I, yeah. you know, It's a great thing. And they're, it's not us. They're I, paying for the whole thing. I, that's great. I'll tell you what I think. It's wonderful that uh, they would do that. John, what do you expect from South uh, Florida? How many people do you think will come in? You know, Coach, I don't think that we'll have probably more than – Three or four thousand people. Damn, that's a, isn't that a lot of people? Yeah, that's a lot of people. You know, and what had, do you think about Oregon? We'll probably do about uh, three thousand. Yeah. You know, we can't. The city of El Paso really can't do more than that. Yeah. I mean, we've tried before. You know, as you all recall, when Iowa first came, you know, they brought seven thousand people, and they were having to stay in Las Cruces and yeah. Alamo Gordo and every place else. And there's a lot of great hotels and a lot of great fans and whatever. But you know, it's it's harder to get back and forth now because of the passport requirements, and we can't expect them to go over there and stay. I want to take you back to Glory Road for a second because not only does this movie tell the story of the 66 team, but you talk about the promotional tool this is for El Paso. And that's exactly the example you just talked about, John, that this is a movie that, yes, it's inspirational, and yes, the man next to us is what it's all about, but this is a movie that tells a story about El Paso. And like you mentioned, it's it, the kids that have never been to this part of the country are going to see it, and what a great introduction to, to the city as they go through about a week of activities before the big game. Yeah, that's what Coach said when he when he first talked about. It. He says, you know, it wasn't my idea. It was brought to me by our football ops guy, who's a big supporter of basketball and knows the story and seen the film. And he says, you know, we ought to do this. And they yeah. thought it was a great idea. And it's not something we promoted. It's something that they saw and took an opportunity, thinking, let's go out there and show these guys what it's about because they know it's changed a great deal. Well, it has changed since. <laughs> John, that would never happen. Uh, you know, we live in a great city. Uh, this uh, the city of El Paso is a very tolerant city, and uh, having as many black players as I had back then, oh yeah, I got a few letters. You know, you just file them in a the wastebasket, but uh, uh, not many. I, and uh, I think that was brought on by the first black player that was ever here, Charlie Brown. And I know uh, you remember him. Oh yeah, from your oh, he was a great player. Yep. Bottom of the hour as uh, we continue. We'll take another break. Come back. More with John Fulmer. We're going to also talk to John about the whole BCS picture. I am very interested to hear your thoughts, and and especially with the championship game and all the controversy, and get uh, your thoughts on that as well. 880-5763. If you want to get in, the Don Haskins Show continues right after this, live from the Three-Legged Monkey and only on News Radio KROD. 
From Wall Street to El Paso, we mean business with the Wall Street Journal Report at 10 minutes before the hour. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. News Radio, KROD. Let's see what's in the old fridge. Flan. No, wait. Fresh strawberries. Yogurt. Oh, Q, just let me know, uh, are we going to go yeah, dry like the last break? Dutch chocolate swirl. The key to a lower electric bill can be right in front of you. So do your heavy Q. thinking with the refrigerator door closed. You can find more tips for lowering your electric bill on epelectric.com from El Paso Electric Company. Hey, sure, sure, I can pick you up at your office. Oh, sorry. Kids, turn that TV down. I guess they're outside. Sure, no problem. Let's go tomorrow. The key to a lower electric bill can be right in front of you. So if there's not a human in front of it, turn off that TV. Find more tips for lowering your electric bill on epelectric.com. There's plenty of good advice there and easy ways to save. From El Paso Electric, your electric company. Listen at home, listen in the car, listen at work. You can tune in to AM600 anywhere you want. And now you can listen live. www.krod.com. Thanks to One Source Federal Credit Union. So even if you're out of town, you can still get your news radio fix. You can tune in to AM600 anywhere you want. Thanks to One Source Federal Credit Union. Total global coverage. Just log on to krod.com. News Radio, K-R-O-D. Season's greetings from Avila's Mexican Food Restaurants, a family tradition for over 50 years. This is the season for family gatherings and celebrations. And with the holiday season upon us, Avila's is the perfect choice for your office parties or family get-togethers in their banquet facilities. Voted People's Choice Best Mexican Food in the El Paso Times 2007 Best of the Border, second year running. With award-winning salsa and traditional Mexican food, Gorditas, nachos, quesadillas, carnitas, and of course, chili con queso. Stop by and pick up a gift certificate, the perfect stocking stuffer. This holiday season, the friendly folks at Avilas would like to thank you, El Paso, for voting them People's Choice Best Mexican Food in the El Paso Times 2007 Best of the Border. Muchas gracias. Avilas, located on the west side at 6232 North Mesa. Open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Land America Lawyers Title has been El Paso's leading title company since 1974, and they've always understood the critical need for excellence in customer service and commitment. Land America Lawyers Title is the only El Paso title company to offer the superior service guarantee. If their customers are 100% satisfied, stand by. Transaction. Land American Lawyers Title will refund your escrow fee. Terms and conditions may apply. With six locations in Try El Paso Q. to serve you, call Land America Lawyers Title of El Paso. Yes. 4-3-7600. That's 543-7600. No, I'm just falling asleep back here. Title. Miss. The lights ringing off the hook. Stand by. AM 600 News Radio K R O D. And welcome back, everybody. As we continue, it's more of the Don Haskins Show live right now from the three-legged monkey. John Fulmer, our guest, again, the uh, longtime uh, head of the uh, football selection committee for the uh, Brute Sun Bowl as we continue. Peter Pete is here. I also want to uh, say hi to the minor maniacs who made the uh, trip on down as well. It's great to see the uh, maniacs and uh, Peter Pete here uh, supporting the Bear and us uh, on the Don Haskins show as we continue. 880-5763-880-KROD. Our telephone number in just a little bit. Uh, New Mexico State and New Mexico will get tipping off about 7 o'clock. We'll have that on here, I'm sure. Also, Greg Foster will join us in our uh, final hour of the show. Uh, I'm just curious right now, who do you like tonight? The Aggies or the Lobos in the uh, Battle of I-25? Oh, you know, I don't know much about... You know, I have been unable to go to any of our basketball games. You know, because I'm getting around not very well. And I hope... uh, before long, I, I, now I've watched our team play uh, Texas A&M, and I've watched the Aggies play on TV, but I haven't watched the Lobos. And the Aggies have got some uh, really good players. They do. But uh, uh, I understand it's a pick game, and uh, uh, the Lobos must be pretty good. Of course, you know, they hired a, a real good coach, and uh, uh, the fellas over at New Mexico State, I don't know much about him, but... Uh, uh, the Lobo coach uh, from Iowa, 
Uh, I can't think of his name. Steve Alford. Steve Alford. Played yep. for Bob Knight. And uh, I imagine. Um, now, I watched a, a little of some highlights, and they played somebody up there the other night, and it didn't appear to be as many people as I thought because last year uh, Reggie Theus was really getting a big crowd up there. Yeah, by the way, New Mexico coming into this game 7-1 and one on the season. Oh, I didn't know that. New Mexico State just 3-6. and six, but, Yeah, uh, but they've been. They've played some very good teams. They've, they've been on the road. Yeah, they have. There's a lot of teams that can get three and six if they want to go out and just play them all on the road. That's right. So uh, that game uh, coming up tonight, uh, 7 o'clock. We'll have it for you here out at the uh, Three-Legged Monkey. So come on down and join us. If you've never been there before, it's East El Paso, the corner of Hawkins and Montana. Make your plans to join us here at the Three-Legged Monkey. As we continue our conversation right now with John Fulmer. John, I'm wondering, how much did the uh, columns from T.J. Simers of the L.A. Times bother you about how this city and this bowl continues to get a bad rap from, from one guy in Los Angeles who, for whatever reason, didn't seem to be thrilled with his uh, visit or visits uh, to the Sun City and to this game? Oh, uh, you know, if you, you can't. First of all, you can't. As you well know, you can't win a battle with a guy that makes his living off of ink and paper. Yeah. You know, you and, and he wants you to respond. He wants you to get in the middle of his business. And, and you know, that's not our goal. Uh, we've had a let me tell you what's more important than that. I, I hear from students and I hear from alumni, and they're critical about the decision we made from Oregon and Oregon State. You know, I, I appreciate that. I, I understand that. If a guy's not loyal to the school and a guy's not loyal to the program, what's he going to be loyal to? I mean, you know, is he going to go out and, and be loyal to Britney Spears or something like that? I, I, I like a guy that will confront me with it, and I like I have a chance to respond to it, which I did. And I've done probably 70 or 80 of them in the last couple of days. And yeah. Every single response that I've got back from is they're appreciative. They said, you know what? You're right. It's not. It's part of the system. It's part of what's being done. Now, TJ, he's a different guy. As you recall, he was here before when UCLA, you know, he's the one that jumped uh, Carl Durrell out yep. and wanted to cause an argument and almost got in a fist fight with him. There are people like that in the business, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I don't have to deal with them very much. Well, you know what it did, though? It rallied El Paso wins to support the city in this game. And that's, you know, if there's ever a way to jumpstart a town and fire them up, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that, that, that worked. In his, his case, it worked real good. Yeah, that's uh, right about that. Well, now that's old news. And uh, UCLA, by the way, heading I, to the I Las Vegas Bowl. I heard about that guy. I think, uh, didn't you have him on your talk show? No, we had Stephen Dunst, who is the columnist from the University of California's uh, okay, paper at, one, at Berkeley. Yeah. And we had him on, and he was a character in himself. And we had a little fun with yeah, him. Yeah, I know so you did. Yeah, I that, was, that. That, was, that was kind of enjoyable yeah, that was for us. Yeah. So, But uh, they're another team that uh, disappointed and uh, didn't uh, do nearly what everybody expected. Um, speaking of disappointing and, and not finishing where people expect, the whole college football picture this year, all the way up to the national championship game, it's so unpredictable, John. And and right now, you've got your LSUs and Ohio State's playing for the national title. But you know what? You have a legitimate gripe if you're a USC fan or an Oklahoma fan or, or a Georgia fan or these other teams that'll say to themselves, you know what? They're really There's not two clear-cut teams in college football that should be playing this year for a national title. Well, I think you're exactly right. I, I You know, I, needless to say, I've got... Uh, you know, I watch plenty of games. I've got my TV set so I can turn on and watch six or eight games a weekend when I'm not traveling. And when I am traveling, I have a chance to review and see a lot of games. Uh, I don't know that they're the best uh, two teams, but I can tell you one thing. They worked awful hard, and they beat some good football teams. I think probably Southern Cal and Oklahoma should be considered. Uh, LSU, uh, they did it the, the hard way. They, that, that's a tough league they play in. Yeah. I mean, it's very tough. It's like Coach said. He, he said, you know, I'd be – if it wasn't for overtimes, I'd be undefeated. And that's exactly right. But overtime's part of the game. John, did you see Hawaii? Yes, I did. For bouts out there? No. I didn't. I saw him on TV uh, four times. Oh, oh you didn't yeah, see I, him? Yeah, I did not first. see him. No, sir. We're not tied to Boy, they're, they're awesome. Yeah, they're a good uh, football team. Well, they are. Yeah, they're a good football team. And they'll put it up and do a lot of fancy things like Boise did last year. And there's the argument about Hawaii. If they do beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl away from the islands and do it here on the mainland, and, and you know what? People are still going to say, well, you can't give them serious consideration for a national championship like you can the power conferences. But 
I still say this, John. The reward for Hawaii is the WAC and that university's program because all of a sudden you're now given the opportunity to reap the millions and millions of dollars that the conference, the WAC will receive and the school will receive for heading into the BCS with a chance to beat an SEC team and put your program on the map for good. I think the WAC's done a great job uh, promoting their teams and getting them in a position. I think the thing that's going to hurt and it will continue to hurt uh, Hawaii is their schedule. You know, beating Cal Lutheran and beating those teams doesn't have any significance. And, and I think the fact that they're given an opportunity to play is good for college football. And I think if they have a chance to go out there and beat Georgia, it's going to be good for college football. However, they don't play the league. They don't play the tough competition the rest of the people do. But yeah. that doesn't deny them a fact of play. And they're playing. I mean, that's part of the system. They're playing. So the talk about the playoff is always Phone ongoing. And, and people say to themselves, you know what, because of the mess this year in the BCS, we should see a playoff. You agree with that or disagree? Well, I, I disagree with the playoff. I, I, I think it's – and the reason I do is because I'm a native citizen of El Paso. I love El Paso and uh, have my family here. And I'd hate to see us lose it because even though I think we'd pay, stay in the system – We'd be one of the 16 teams or 14 teams or whatever they amount to. It's not the same. You know, they'll come in, uh, as Bernie said earlier, they'll come in on Friday, you know, at, at around noon. They'll walk around the field. Yeah. They'll go to bed early. They'll get up the next morning and play, and they're out of here. Their fans, if you got Ohio State playing uh, Utah in, in the first game, you know, Ohio State's not going to travel anybody. True. You know, and Utah's probably hoping they're thinking that they're going to get to go to the second game. So you, you lose a lot of the effect. You lose a lot of the, the romance. You lose a lot of the, you know, the, the intrigue that, that, that comes with the bowl game. Should we get a plus one then? Is that probably the best solution maybe to trying to determine who a true national champion should be? I think we're going to get a plus one. I, I believe that in my, in my dealings and talking with the people that have been involved in the bowl business and I've known for these 38 years, I think we're going to get a plus one. Uh, I, I'm not so sure that we, we probably wouldn't get a – you know, four teams yeah, and have that. But they'd have that run the bowl thing from the standpoint of the Rose Bowl. And all, of, all of us would have to back up because, you know, these college kids are playing 12 games, 13 games if they're in a championship series. You know, all of a sudden it'd be 15 or 16 games. It's not the same as basketball. Right. I mean, you're traveling a lot of people. There's a lot of things that, that happen, and it's, it's, just, it's just not the same. But I think something's going to happen. 880-5763. 880-KROD is our telephone number. Let me head to a Vince who is joining us next on a mobile. Vince, thanks for the phone call. You're on the Don Haskins Show with John Fulmer. Yeah, hi, John. Hi, Coach. Uh, my, my question is uh, for Coach Haskins, with all these, <clears throat> excuse me, Mike Price being considered for Washington State uh, and all these coaches leaving, uh, you know, after a few years of success and going on to – uh, you know, bigger programs, bigger paychecks. I want to know Coach's uh, viewpoint on coach, Coach's moving. Uh, uh, he's a coach that stayed where he was for so long, and I, I wonder if he was a young coach in this day and age, would he be inclined to move and, you know, keep going and go from program to program, or is it a different time and era where, you know, coaches in his day didn't look to do that, but... How would he feel being a young coach today? What would his uh, outlook be on coaching different programs? Vince, that's a great question, and I'll tell you this much. Uh, coach Haskins is away from the mic right now. When he gets back here, I'm going to uh, relay that very question to him because I'm as interested to hear his answer as anybody. But, John, I'll just give, throw it out there right now. That's a question that Vince just threw. What do you, uh, from all the dealings you have around college football with some of the uh, coaches around, what, do you, what are your thoughts about uh, loyalty now compared to the way it might have been 30 years ago? It's not there. Uh, you know, I think I hate to say this, but I see a lot of people changing, and I, I don't want to bring out Coach Saban example, but he is a good example. And there's there's guys like that; they're just looking for that paycheck and don't have a loyalty. That's the one thing I like about Bellotti. You know, he's making a good salary, he's living good, but he's he's one of those kind of guys like Coach Haskins. You know, I'm going to make a commitment to you. I'll be here for four years if you'll come here for four years. Younger coaches and younger people in the system right now don't have the same feeling. I mean, they. They want to go to that next guy, and get, they're making a million and a half dollars here, and they want to go get two and a half, then three and a half, then five million. It's, it's not the same. I yeah. mean, you, you've heard my story about Coach Gush and 
I, you know, I don't think he'd ever do that. What about your, you know, your, give me your thoughts on Mike Phone Price. Call. He's done the same thing, committed to this program at UTEP for four years. He's being linked to the Washington State job, but there's a very good possibility he's going to be right back here coaching his fifth season at UTEP and, and staying here and not looking to go elsewhere. Well, I certainly hope so. I, uh, I know one thing. I've talked to Coach Stahl about it. It's a good thing that he had the kind of season he had this year. If he'd have had, you know, seven wins or eight wins or so forth, everybody yep. in the world would be after him. And, That's true. And Mike likes it in El Paso. He's very comfortable here. He's, uh, I was down and uh, uh, fortunately was with him in Mexico when he got sick and when he came back here before the July and had his operation. The outcry and the, the public opinion about him and the support he got but when he got sick, I mean, those things stick with you, and you remember that. You remember that when critical times yeah. come. All right, let me go back to the phones right now as we continue. Stella. See you again? Stella. Okay, let me go to uh, Stella, who's uh, joining us next on the Don Haskins Show. Stella, thanks for the phone call. You're on with John Fulmer from the Sun Bowl. Hi. Uh, I was wondering if you saw the article that Fox Sports on MSN printed. It said fearless prediction Sun Bowl, and it starts out with year in and year out, what bowl comes through with better and more consistent games than any other? The Rose, yeah, it's been pretty good. The Holiday, close. For some reason, the Sun never fails to deliver with the above average Pac-10 team. Anyway, it goes on, and then it talks about the two teams that are coming to the Sun Bowl, but I thought that was very nice. Yeah, it is. It's, that's a and that's, and that's a compliment, I think, to uh, to how this matchup has always been, John. Yeah, you know, still, oh, yeah. I still, I think the the main reason, and you know, I've tried to analyze this and look at it, why we continue to have great games, and it seems like they go right down the wire. I think the fans uh, should appreciate the work that the host committees do. The host committees, these people take their vacations, you know, as doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, everybody you can imagine, they go out and actually do the work and host these kids. And these kids feel a part of their family. I mean, when they when they leave and get ready to play that game, they want to do good for the city of El Paso. They want to do good for those those loyal, loyal, loyal host committee guys and do a great job for them. And I think that's what makes it. You know, they it'd be easy, hey, you know, why why go for two points? I think last year when Oregon State decided to go for two points, they were doing it for all those fans and all those families that moved in and helped them and, and made them feel welcome when they were in El Paso. We've got a great city. We've got great people. We have great host committee guys. Yep. Stella? Well, I, don't think, uh, I don't think the average person understands the work that goes into putting this together and, and you know, the volunteers and the man hours that go into it. But I congratulate you guys for a wonderful job. Well, thank you, Stella. Great phone call, Stella. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up the hour with John Fulmer next as the Don Haskins Show continues from the three-legged monkey here at the corner of Hawkins and Montana, only on News Radio KROD. AM 600 KROD. Hey, did you hear El Paso's biggest dealer group is changing its name? Who's El Paso's biggest dealer group? Midway Motorway, Expressway, Gateway, Driveway, and that's exactly why they're changing. Five names was too confusing, and most people didn't realize it's all the same group. Well, I know I didn't. What's the new name? Viva. Viva, because it's about living your best life. It's about the road you travel and the lessons you learn along the way. It's everything from growing up to growing old. Life is a journey. Live the experience and love your ride. I get it. So it's a new name, but they're still the biggest. Yes, and that means the biggest selection, the biggest discounts, the biggest incentives, the biggest deals. Why even mess with the little guys? I'm going right now to trade in my old minivan. My kids are in college, and it's time for me to start driving in the fast lane again. Sounds like fun. What are you going to get? I'll know it when I see it, but with five dealers to choose from, I'll find exactly what I'm looking for. Viva Chevrolet Isuzu, Viva Mitsubishi Kia, Viva Ford, Viva Nissan, and Viva Dodge Chrysler Jeep. Love your ride. Visit VivaAutoGroup.com. Whether it's fine alarm chili or good old barbecue, Texans appreciate distinctive flavor. We've got our own way of doing things here. Part tradition, part innovation. At RVOS Insurance, we understand. For over 100 years, we've provided Texas homeowners, farmers, and ranchers with competitive rates, friendly agents, and integrity. For insurance with a uniquely Texan approach, call RVOS at 1-800-320-8413 or go to rvosradio.com. Hi, we're back with compounding pharmacist Gary McCrory on the line from McCrory's Pharmacy in El Paso. Gary, flu season is upon us, so let's go right to the phones. Charles, you're on the air with Gary McCrory, pharmacist. Uh, hey, thanks for taking my call. 
My pleasure. Uh, Gary, I was wondering, is it too late to get a flu shot for this season? No, not at all. We're right in the middle of flu season, and for most patients, any time between now and December 31st should be fine. Do I have to go to the doctor first? You could, but it's really not required. Once again, we're making it easy for everyone to get their flu shots right here at McCrory's Pharmacy. The vaccines will be given by a pharmacist certified in a number of immunizations, and no appointment is necessary. Sounds easy enough, Gary. Thanks for your help. You still have time to get your flu shot without an appointment. Now through December 31st at McCrory's Pharmacy. 6151 Dew Drive at Mesa and Balboa in El Paso. Call 915-581-9655 for more information. Computer security threats such as spam, spyware, viruses, and hackers invade your business every day through email, instant messaging, web browsing, and your company's website. With no software to install and no per-user license fees, Barracuda Network's firewalls are easy to set up and affordable. Do what 50,000 other companies have done. Reclaim your network with a Barracuda Network's firewall. For a free evaluation unit, called Barracuda Networks, 888-ANTI-SPAM, 888-ANTI-SPAM, or go online to barracuda.com. Don Haskins is a Paid spokesman for Michael Goldman. If you have some bad luck and you need someone to back you up, you're on Michael Goldman and you'll be taken. Stand by. The law offices of Michael Goldman handles personal injury again, claims, you. including auto accidents. Stand by. Gents right. and wrongful death. This is Don Haskins, Hall of Fame coach of the UTEP Miners. Count me down from Michael 60 to 30. Goldman at 532 Miss an hour, miss a lot. AM 600 News Radio, KROD. And welcome back. 6.52 now the time. I want to thank uh, John Fulmer, uh, who had to uh, leave a little early this hour for the airport. He is picking up a member of the South uh, Florida Athletic Department as uh, they get set to uh, come into El Paso and scout out the city for the big matchup on Monday, December the 31st. It will be the Brute Sun Bowl, South Florida, taking on Oregon. Meanwhile, we've got uh, New Mexico, New Mexico State coming up here in just a little bit. USC is going to be on ESPN tonight, so a lot of uh, good ball games uh, coming up tonight. Come on down and join us. We are here. We are live the corner of Hawkins and Montana for the Don Haskins Show. Greg Foster will be joining us uh, coming up here in hour number two, so uh, stay tuned for Big Greg. Meanwhile, Coach, uh, we had a good call uh, just a little while ago, and I really need to throw this question out at you because it's a very interesting one, to say the least. And uh, that is um, Vince wanted to know about coaching loyalty now. And if you were a young coach uh, coaching college basketball or, or sports, for that matter, would you feel the same loyalty to staying at uh, UTEP or any other program like you did when you were at Texas Western in the 60s and 70s and 80s? You know, uh, when you go into a home to recruit, uh, you're going to have them four years and maybe the next year five years. And uh, I, I don't like when guys, you know, come into a place and, uh, uh, oh, they'll stay a couple of years and, and leave. Now, you know... Uh, there's some reasons to go, like uh, Billy Gillespie. He tripled his salary at Texas A&M. Yeah. Doc Sadler tripled his salary going to Nebraska. So it makes it a little bit difficult. Now, back when I was doing it, there's nobody tripling your salary. So sure. that's, uh, you, know, it, you know, it makes it a little easier. But in terms of loyalty, you know, Again, it was different, uh, you know, 30 years ago than it is now. But would you feel, even still today, a, a sense of, uh, of loyalty to a place that especially gives you maybe your first job and not look to just take off unless financially it, it's obviously uh, a move that you have to make for your family? I didn't like leaving Benjamin. You know, I got to know those kids after one year and got a little better job. I didn't like leaving Headley, and I didn't like leaving Dumas because – you know, you get attached. Uh, you know, uh, in those three little towns, uh, uh, the work ethic was great. They they loved to play. They loved to practice. And uh, uh, I, I had a guilt complex leaving those. I guess you decided also uh, after about a 24-hour stay at uh, Detroit that uh, even a bigger, uh, you know, a bigger city and, a, and an opportunity to, pull, to coach there wasn't worth the hassle. It uh, was... You know, um, 
the thing that's got me is that old mighty word money. Yeah. And they offered me about five times what I was making here. And uh, I knew it was wrong from the get-go. And uh, uh, I called home and told my wife that I'd sign, and she said, I'm not believing that. And uh, there was a couple things that happened in that day. And uh, I don't want to go into that, but uh, it, w- it would have been a mistake. Well, you didn't uh, make that mistake. Instead, you stayed here, came back, and uh, 38 years later, uh, you, uh, again, st- spent your entire coaching career at, at one university. And it's just incredible to see how rare a feat that is nowadays, and well, we'll probably never see that again. You know, uh, I'm, I remember uh, when I quit, I wasn't just exactly sure. Uh, you know, it, my health was getting bad, but... I remember I'd spent a lot of time with Roy Smallwood, bringing him in, and I had some kids that had got better and better, and that was three or four of those years where we got two scholarships a year because uh, uh, the mighty NCAA uh, punished us for uh, an assistant giving a car ride and uh, people in town picking up players and feeding them. Uh, you could feed them, but you couldn't transport them. Yeah. So... Uh, I went through four pretty tough years, but the kids that I had left here 60. when I quit, uh, uh, we had been, uh, and it was a pretty good year. I think we were 16, 13, something like that. And uh, uh, I enjoyed it because I've always liked uh, teams that overachieve. Uh, yep. Underachieving teams aren't fun to coach. I hear you. All right. With that, we uh, will wrap up our number one here on the Don Haskins Show. Coming up after the break and the news, 30. it'll be our number two. Greg Foster is in the house. We'll get a chance to talk to the former minor and NBA veteran. In the meantime, come on down if you're in the area. What a night tonight is. It's a great Tuesday night to enjoy a little uh, food and fun with the bear that's right dollar fifty Michelob ultras three dollar long island iced teas and the best damn bar food in el paso it's all here at the three-legged monkey corner of hawkins and montana hour number two of the don haskins show coming up next news radio k-r-o-d you have a full-time